0: Recently, I was reading in Hebrews chapter 13, came to verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. And I stopped and began to think about that word covet and covetousness. And I thought, well, I believe I'll look that up in a dictionary. And when I did, I found one definition that I thought was very illuminating. Covetousness means to be eager or to have excessive desire, especially for wealth or possessions. Social media so often encourages us to compare ourselves to others, inspiring covetousness and insecurity. And when I thought about comparing ourselves to others... Of course, that would be the root of covetousness because you probably would compare yourselves to those you admired and perhaps to those that you wanted to have the same talents that they had. And as you compare yourself to another person, you might fall short and that would cause you to have that desire and to be insecure. We who are born again are recreated by God as he chooses. He sets us in the body of Christ. Paul said it's like the human body. The hand cannot say, I don't need the foot. And the foot cannot say, I don't need the eyes. Because we all function as God created us to function and therefore we fit in the body of Christ perfectly. 2 Corinthians 10.12 For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. After God put me on radio in 1980, a woman at the church I was attending came to me and said, I want to do what you do. And I said, you do? I I was so surprised that anyone wanted to do what I was doing. Later, another woman in church said to me, I don't see how I can compete with you for you've been taken into heaven twice. How can I compete with that? Well, in the body of Christ, we should not be competing with each other, trying to outdo the other person, trying to excel above the other person. This is extremely fleshly. It's called emulation. In the works of the flesh described in Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 through 21, you'll see that word emulation, and that means to try to outdo one another. Everything works perfectly when we stay in the position where God placed us and when we develop in the things that God chooses for us. And how do we do that? It's really so simple. We develop in God's way by doing those scriptures called to our attention by God. God is reworking us in the image of Christ. And every time we have a scripture brought to our attention and we stop and focus on that scripture, We are recreated into the image of Christ when we do that scripture. And we all have different scriptures called to our attention. As you're reading the Bible, there will be some scripture that really stands out to you. As you take that scripture and focus on it, God works his way into your life and creates you into what he wants you to be and the way he wants you to think at this specific point in time. I always think it is as if God has a special message for me. When I see a scripture that stands out to me, and I stop, and I focus on that scripture, and do that scripture, I know it is something God is working in my life. As each of us do that, we will end up being exactly where God wants us, in the body of Christ. And that's all that matters. What does God want you to do? What does God want me to do? Ask yourself this. What are the recent scriptures that have been called to my attention? Focus on those scriptures. Look at them day and night. Let them work through your inner being. Let God recreate you by those scriptures. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, the Apostle Paul said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, which is the Word. Unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. We are His workmanship. When we follow God by focusing on the scriptures called to our attention and doing those scriptures, at that exact moment, we move into the image of Jesus Christ, the Word. And we're recreated by God. We are his workmanship. We are as he created us to be in the body of Christ. Paul said the same thing in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, For who maketh thee to differ from another? I share a house with a member of the body of Christ, Pam Padgett. She has a spiritual gift of helps. Who made her to differ from one another? Who made her different? Who created her? Well, it was God. He gave her a spiritual gift of helps. How do you develop in your spiritual gift? You develop in it by doing it. Several years ago, Pam had a neighbor, an older neighbor, whose wife died, and he lived alone, and he had some physical problems, and she would go over every day and check on him and help him. She would do his laundry. She would help him with, his, with everything. She would see what he needed and help him. Now, we shouldn't do what Pam does. I couldn't do that. And Pam could not make these podcast recordings. That's because neither one of us are supposed to do what the other one does. But we fit together perfectly by doing what God created us to do. And that's the way the body of Christ is. We don't want to copy each other and try to do what each other does. What we do is each one of us follow God and let him recreate us in his image. So Paul says, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, For who make a theater differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? When you know that it is God that gave you these gifts so that you could work these gifts in the body of Christ, how can you glory in yourself? because you know it's not of yourself or anything you did. It's what God did in you and how he created you. And we have to be bold enough to exercise that which God has given us. Pam had to be bold enough to reach out and help her neighbor. A woman who lived across the street from Pam became very upset with Pam because she said his daughter should be doing that. Often when you do the gift that God has given you, someone will rise up to try to discourage you from doing that gift. So we must not let that happen. Often I'll have a thought come, oh, you do too much writing or you do too much speaking. That thought is a devil trying to stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do because I have a gift of exhortation. And I have a couple of scriptures that I've gone by for 40 years. One's in Hebrews 3 which says, Exhort one another daily. Daily. And another one which says, in Hebrews 10, Exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. As you see the day of the Lord approaching, you bring even more exhortations. Exhort means to urge earnestly by advice or warning. So when you have that gift, you really exercise it. And we have to have places where we learn to do these things. And we have to yield ourselves to doing these things. The first time God ever showed me a word of knowledge, I was in a prayer group that met in my neighborhood. The women were praying, and I heard, look up. So I raised my head and looked up, and on the wall, I saw the outline of a body part. And I said to God, Now, I know that's a part of the body, but I don't know which part, and I heard stomach. And I said, oh yeah, stomach, it's a stomach. And I remembered the old Pepto-Bismol commercials of a stomach. After the women quit praying, I gathered enough courage to say, does someone have a stomach problem? See, it takes courage to exercise the gift. You have to reach out to exercise that gift that you've been given. You can't just sit there. So I said, does someone have a stomach problem? And one little woman said, oh, I do. See, that willingness to speak, the willingness to go to your neighbor and help them if you have that type of gift, The willingness to take that step of reaching out is important because that is where you are trained in the gift. We had a woman in our church group that frequently received word of knowledge, but she wouldn't share it. The reason I knew she received it but wouldn't share it is because When I mentioned something to her, she would say, I thought of that. See, she had God showing her, but she wouldn't share it. She just sat there. Well, it it does no good at all if you won't share it. So I really tried to encourage her to share the thing that she heard from God. But for some reason, she just couldn't get it but that's what we must do. I was in a Sunday school class, and our teacher always said, does anyone have a word from the Lord? He opened the door for me to share what God had given me with the church. If we have a place like that where we have an opportunity to exercise the spiritual gift that we have been given, and we take that opportunity and step out and do it, then we have an opportunity for God to develop us in whatever way he wants to develop us. But if you will just do a scripture, whatever the scripture is that you've seen, if you'll make that a focal point in your life for a period of time until it gets established in you. It takes time for the Word of God to get established. First, you look at it, and you think about it, and you think of how it applies to you, and you keep it before you day and night. And then you'll find that it begins to cause you to do the Word of God when it gets strong enough in you. And then at some point in time, it's established. And then there will be another scripture that you will be given. And you follow scripture by scripture by scripture. And you don't have to be concerned at all about being where God wants you. Because those scriptures take you where God wants you. And each of us have different scriptures called to our attention. And that's because we are being recreated by God. And there's nothing like this. There's nothing. That is as exciting as being recreated by God, by the word of God. Hebrews 13, 5, once again, let your conversation, and that means manner of life. Conversation means let your manner of life be without covetousness, not comparing yourself with other people or even using them as an example to try to build your life in that direction. The thing is, let God recreate you. And the way he does it is with scripture. It's so simple. If you will just start to focus on the most recent scripture that you've had called to your attention, and you get every drop of blood that you can get out of that scripture by looking at it day and night, and thinking about it, and acting upon it. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Let your manner of life be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. Now, when you let your manner of life be without covetousness, when you're not comparing yourself with other people and trying to be like them, I think you will be content. With such things as you have. As you see you will know. That it is God creating you. Step by step. For he has said I will never leave thee. Nor forsake thee. Each of us. Are totally unique. When we follow God. When we follow those scriptures. shown to us. Follow God. Do what those scriptures say. And we are indispensable as an integral part of the body of Christ, working as a specific part in the body as created by God. Let yourself be created by God through the scriptures. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.